Ooh, we in Chiang Mai, freak bitches. We're at a waterfall with no water. And we're like, oh yeah, let's do this uh, walk cast on this hike up this waterfall. They get there like, oh yeah, uh, waterfall, waterfall. waterfall my me. No have, no water. Uh, this is Ian, I met him a couple weeks ago at CrossFit. And he is from Freedom Podcasting. You need to check out his channel, subscribe to it. He's also got his travel vlog channel. Let's start walking. All right. So yesterday during CrossFit, we're talking about what books we've been reading. Uh-huh. This is during our stretching and stuff. Right. And his girl, uh, V, goes like, yeah, I've been listening to podcasts, uh, Tim Ferriss podcast. Oh, by the way, he produces it. I'm <laughs> like, what? You produce Tim Ferriss' podcast? <laughs> so anyways, yesterday I met the kid who produces Tim Ferriss' Tim Ferriss show. He edits. What do you do? Like, he sends you the raw files and then yeah. you... I just take the raw files and turn them into a podcast. Wow. That's just one piece of Freedom Podcasting. That's just like the part that I do. We do like 16 shows and Tim's is just the one that I do because I really like it still. Tim's. That's yeah. <laughs> the so first person that has, I've heard call Tim Ferriss by his first name. Yeah, Timmy. Good old Tim, I like his podcast. Produce it for him. So first question, how did you, uh, how long, how did you get into the uh, podcast producing thing and how did you get Tim Ferriss' show? Uh, yeah, okay, so... By the way, this is the freaking rock hill we're climbing up, guys, so... This is gonna be an interesting hike it's cast. It's a test of fitness to see yeah. if you can do an interview while you climb up a rocky mountain, right? Yeah. yeah. Ask wow. questions while you step on jagged rocks. So I started, like, I started podcasting with a guy named Chris Tucker. He had an internship where... Chris Tucker. He could go to the Philippines and help him produce some stuff. And so I helped him produce a podcast. And then he introduced me to Lewis Howes. And Lewis has created a podcast called School of Greatness. Ah. And I was like the driving producer behind that for the first like 120 episodes. And uh, in the meantime, I've just met a ton of people. And so we've got like 16 shows now. Lewis introduced me to Tim. I helped him launch. Tim! Timmy! And then, uh, yeah. So how long, ago, how long ago was this? Uh, started in about 2011. Okay, like five years ago. Yeah. Before Isn't that crazy? the Tim Ferriss podcast. Did they go across this little bridge here? Yeah. Okay. Cool little bridge. Is it beautiful up here? So you met the guy, who's the guy, Lewis, that he knew Tim Ferriss? Yeah. How did he know Tim Ferriss? Uh, Tim was a guest on Lewis's show and they're both in similar space. Tim. School of Greatness. Yeah, have you heard of that one? That sounds familiar. Maybe Tim Ferriss has talked about it. It's a pretty famous podcast. It's usually in the top. Uh, 20 in the health section. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so you produce. <laughs> this is so a, fun. This is, this is hilarious. <laughs> it's just like we're, we're talking like we would normally. I wish there was some water here. <laughs> I know, look at this. Last time I was here last year. Usually you're wading through water. This was all waterfall. Shh. I think the, they shut down the waterfall so there'd be no background noise for us. Yeah, that's great. For this walk cast. I think that's why they did it. Now we're gonna go up this fucking hill right here. What if I like put it like this for a second? Okay. <laughs> so, okay, that's good. That's crazy. Uh, have you ever met Tim Ferriss in person? No, I've never met most of the people that we work with in person. Mm -hmm. It's not really important. Yeah, right? It's yeah. definitely not. I really respectful. I try to be really respectful of their time. You know, like these people are super busy. Usually the people that work with us, 
they uh, have a lot of time drags and they hire us because we take care of a bunch of stuff for them without them having to think about it at all which oh, is a big sure. deal for busy people so like Tim Ferriss yeah <laughs> ironically the four-hour work week guy he's super busy <laughs> anyways I can go on a rant about that but Tim Ferriss doesn't work four hours a week <sighs> it's not the point okay the yeah. point is he does what he wants and he doesn't answer to anybody okay uh, right exactly because like the idea of the four-hour work week is just about maximizing your time so that you can do other things yeah exactly so. like a podcast like that's what he likes doing yeah and writing books and shit like, yeah, anything yeah exactly Learning. whatever you catch yourself like in freedom podcasting I've noticed that that's a big deal with the way that we run the business is whenever you catch yourself doing something repetitive and this is something that happened that I read from a uh, JD Rockefeller book oh shit it was one of his things was like if during standard oil you find yourself doing something again and again your job is to hire somebody yep. to do it for you so you can kick up your feet and think about ways to make the company better nice that's kind of like the way we do things at freedom podcasting so like even on our internal stuff I try to incentivize everybody to you know not do work they're yeah. still responsible for making sure that it gets done but not being personally the person to do it yeah don't be doing all that busy work yeah once you've mastered it outsource it yeah so tell me freedom podcasting like exactly what you do okay he sends you raw audio files uh -huh. and then so you upload it to itunes and everything yeah put the little commercial or uh the little sound bites in there intro outro yeah yeah you just master it do all the audio stuff mm -hmm. we like level it and then you write a really good blog post that's one of the things that freedom podcasting that's a lot different than a lot of other production companies uh -huh. is we don't just do the audio we make like really good um you know web assets in the back end of it okay so you can go to the web page and there's a reason to go from the podcast to the web page because of making that transition is really important people um, visiting your website and if you want to grow a business using podcasting definitely uh okay as a lot we, of podcasts have the thing where nobody's ever gone to the website of where they serve it from, you know? Yeah, you gotta bring them to your website so you can get their, their email or whatever you're doing. Yeah. Nice. And it can also be an asset if you're talking to somebody about something specific. Let's say they want to know something specific about like sleep health. Mm -hmm. You're talking to a sleep expert and they're like, oh, I can't remember what that was. Well, if it's time stamped on an hour-long podcast, then your website becomes the asset that serves that information in like a timely efficient way nice so that's what we try to focus on optimizing podcasts okay yeah. so you told me this yesterday but i should put my podcast on itunes um <laughs> probably a good idea probably not the hardest thing to do so i was gonna do it last night but you know i'm always gonna do stuff it's a few hour project for sure okay for sure you want to rip all your audio off youtube yeah and then you need to upload it to podcast hosting because it probably, your shared hosting will probably crash if you serve a po podcast off of it. Ah, uh, okay. And, uh, but yeah. Then you just submit the RSS feed to all the uh, platforms. Mm -hmm. Not just iTunes, but iTunes is the most important one. Yep. So, okay, we're coming out to this little area here. Let's go back. Let's go back to day one, Ian. Where are you from? And did you go to college? And how did you like discover the digital nomad lifestyle? How did you get to be out here in Chiang Mai with this random dude right now? <laughs> I uh, 
I went to, I grew up in Reno, Nevada. I went to high school and college there. And then I, um, when I graduated, I had a few opportunities to get normal, like nine to five jobs, but I wanted to travel for a bit afterwards. Of course. And so I, uh, I got a job as a tour guide. Whoa, I toured nice. around the United States, which was pretty cool. Nice. I would take 15 passenger Ford vans full of like, just random people. Uh, like tourists, they just would pay to go on a road trip, right? Yeah. And so I'd take them around the United States. That's interesting, a whole United States road trip tour? Yeah, yeah, I did like a bunch of different tours. One was from San Francisco to LA where we would go through, we'd go like Yosemite and Las Vegas. And, um, okay. and then another one was the East Coast where we'd do like Boston, New York. So I just spent seven days driving around showing like foreigners the United States. It was like paid road trips. In these big like trucks? Big trucks, yeah. Wow. F-350, 13 passenger vans. Wow. And then I got a job working in... Oh, we do have some water. Oh, we have this little pond that looks like it's filled with green, <laughs> mysterious <laughs> stuff. It's disgusting. <sighs> Is Chris going to jump in? Oh yeah, that's I don't like know a, if you should jump in on this. It's pretty green. It's just a bunch of like shit. <laughs> no, it's a uh, it's it's uh, algae. It's cleansing for the skin. <laughs> just like getting AIDS is good for the body, right? <laughs> good for the immune system. So good practice for it. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this place right now. This is usually all water, so it's kind of uh, yeah. You can't walk cool. up this one. There's water here. It's very slippery. And so then I just got uh, after that, that was like a seasonal job, right? So you did that for like how many years after college? Oh, like one season. I just okay. did like eight or, eight or nine of those trips. And then I just, um, then this is seasonal, so it was over because the winter was coming to the US. Yeah. And so then I just went to uh, Australia on a working holiday visa. I learned to surf. I lived in a van and just surfed. All right, so that was really fun. Sweet. Like I surfed every day for like three months. All right, it still is slippery. <laughs> you see that? It's really smooth the way you held the camera. Oh, it's gonna be—it's gonna be as smooth as a baby's bottom. <laughs> and so I, I picked fruit for a while. I worked on a cattle station for three months, like a 500,000-acre cattle station. Okay. And then I met Veronica um, afterwards, after I did all those jobs, and uh, we did some some traveling together. We went to like Bali, and then we went to Hawaii, and then we got married. But she left to go to her friend's wedding. And then she couldn't get back into the country. She couldn't get back into She couldn't get America. back into the US, yeah. Oh. And so we were married and we couldn't she couldn't be in my country and I would have to go through a big visa thing to be in hers. Yeah. And so what we did was we just um we just uh kind of decided to live on the road together. And so I started thinking like, okay, I'm sick of doing all these jobs like fruit picking and cattle station work because Yeah. Each time you get to a new place, you have to set up a new job, and, and plus they suck, right? Those jobs. Yeah, tell me about it, man. They get old. They're really fun for adventure jobs, but they're not really great careers. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we started looking for internet business stuff, and that's how I met Chris Ducker, and then I won that internship, then I started the company, and now so many podcasts later, we got like a organization. Boom, boom, boom. One yeah. person to the next. You get out there, you start making it happen, and you meet connections, and those connections lead to other connections. So how long ago did you uh, like start traveling? What country did you start traveling to? Wasn't it South America or something? Uh, did you guys hit the road together and then start to uh, get into the online business? What was it? Well, no, then I moved to Australia and then what did we do? Okay, we went to uh, Costa Rica, Nicaragua, and we went up to Canada for another wedding and then we went 
back to Nevada, and then we went to uh, the Dominican Republic, and we lived there for three months, and then we moved to, then we took a boat to Puerto Rico. We stayed in Puerto Rico for three months, and then yeah. we flew to Miami, and then we bought a car in Miami, and we drove from Miami to New Orleans, and we stayed in New Orleans for a month, and we drove to New York, and we stayed in New York for three months, and then we drove across the country. And then, uh, so this whole time you're like setting up your your online business. But yeah, you're like just this, is you're, this is when you're getting to the online thing. Oh no, this one. But this time it's already like scaling. And we're like, okay. Got people, because when we have we we got our people working on it. Like Jonah and Annie are making shows in the background. So mm -hmm. what we would do is just drive like six hours during the day and then work like six hours at night, sleep for three or four, and then get up and do it again. Beast. <laughs> so <laughs> it's really fun though. So oh, I'm sure. So your your podcast, Freedom Podcasting thing, that was your first like online gig, first online business. Uh yeah, I tried to do a bunch of affiliate stuff and. So you tried some stuff and you kind of ditched it? Yeah, I mean it just never worked. The thing that worked so well about Freedom Podcasting is I got paid to start doing it right away. Ah, uh, because you met the... Because uh, the guys who wanted Isaac me to guy. do it, they needed the jobs done. And so I was doing it like kind of as a freelancer for the first like maybe year or two. Ah. And then after a while, I was too busy to keep doing all those projects. And so it became like, do I tell people I can't work with them? Or do I, you know, productize it? Like do what I'm doing and just show people exactly how to do it and then get them to do it and then okay. keep it all in the company and that's what happens. So now it's like a big company and we run all the service, all the services that I used to do, but I've just kind of like taught people how to do what I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like, uh, so you basically hiring them to do it for you. Yeah. So, okay. They scaling it. So I want to ask, did you, were you a four hour work week fan before this, uh, before your online this? Yeah, I think I did. I read, read that book and then that's when I started doing it. When I started thinking that I should have something online that I should do. Yeah, right? Because yeah. you're, you, you're moving around, you're traveling, you're in Australia and then you're like, wait, shit, we can't live in either place together. Maybe we can just live in other countries and work, but how do we work? You had already yeah. seen the four hour work week, so you're like, well, yeah. Uh, well, boom right there the whole book about traveling working online so yeah well, that's cool. I was like I remember reading that book and then thinking that was cool the one that I thought affected me the most was Derek Sivers book it's called uh, anything you want have you read that one no it's really good that one's my favorite one about building a business because uh, Tim's is a lot about like outsourcing and like but he uses thing he says like outsourcing like outsourcing to India as if it's unimportant who the people are that are doing your work it's just like there's sort of a disassociation there whereas Derek talks about it in a way that's like you can just do, you can make your company the way that you want it to. And that's really the, the genesis of Freedom Podcasting. That's, Freedom Podcasting isn't quite so much of a four-hour workweek business. Because when I think about four-hour workweek businesses, I think about like automation and like autoresponders and split testing ads and that kind of thing. That's yeah. like a split Tim Ferriss type business Having model. Having your product and yeah. Yeah. And so it's, yeah. Product more as a, as a service. And Richard Branson's book was super good. Have you read uh, Losing My Virginity? No. That one's one of the most important ones ever. Because he talks about how he started his business while he was like, <clears throat> you know, living on a houseboat in England. And everybody thinks Richard Branson was rich most of his life, but it's like not true. Like, he actually, he just sold Virgin Records right before the record industry tanked. So he kind of got really lucky in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think I saw that documentary, Living on a Houseboat in yeah. London and shit. But yeah, so you're you're a, a big book reader. You're obviously still reading a book right now. Yeah, not so much as a, a big book reader. But I wanted to verify and confirm that the four-hour work week—that's how you kind of discovered digital nomad lifestyle. Because pretty much everyone that I've interviewed and talked to out here, uh, it comes from the four-hour work week as far as sparking your mind at, in the sense of 
oh, people do work online and travel at the same time. It's for yeah. our work week is the Bible in digital nomad world. Yeah, so. it really targeted that that sense of like geo arbitrage, which is what we're doing here, right? That was mm. one of the big topics there. Living in inexpensive places, working in, but we still like work for people in New York. So you kind of get that, you know, making big money but living in inexpensive places. Mm. So who that do you cool. work work for? Uh, well, is this within the uh, the podcasting gig or? Well, I don't know. Outside that. Work for, well, like, because we make the podcast for work people. With. Yeah, I don't know, it's kind of weird. So it's, just a, it's just a mutual. We have a lot of clients. This, yeah. And, like, we've got clients in Australia and Europe and in, um, you know, New York and Los Angeles, so. Podcasting is a big thing. <laughs> uh, it's a very big thing now, especially, like, uh, I don't, I'm not a huge book reader. I never have been, so I'm not ashamed of it ever since a kid, but. I like listening to podcasts and it's blowing up. Yeah. So, so that's a perfect gig you're in. You're mixing, mastering, optimizing podcasts yeah. for people. Yeah. Maybe I need to uh, get this guy to do my podcast. Hey, <laughs> maybe we could do that. So you started your, uh, uh, I saw your YouTube channel. Uh -huh. uh, tell people about that. What's your YouTube channel about? And uh, where do you see that going and why are you doing it? Uh, the YouTube channel is like just a lot of fun. It's a depiction of our lives. It's like a kind of a memory book for me in a way. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, I'm like cultivating the skill of storytelling. Mm. Like so, for the last uh, ever since we got from since we left New Orleans, we've been making a movie um, about our trip everywhere along the way. And mm -hmm. you can see like this arc of my com like capacity to um, make good stories on YouTube. And so like the New Orleans one's kind of bad and then this most recent one I think is really good. It's only like two minutes and 50 seconds and it's really sharp. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to develop that skill set. It just seems really interesting to me. Yeah, that's pretty much the same thing as me. I bought this uh, Canon G7X, same one that you have, Yeah. like the day before on a credit card before I moved back out to Southeast Asia to Vietnam and really glad I got it just because I want to capture traveling because it's so interesting yeah obviously we both have the travel bug that's a given for our work week mindset um Chiang Mai how did you uh now you're here you've been here what like a month now yeah how did you discover Chiang Mai could, could be an obvious answer um, and uh what do you think about Chiang Mai because I, I was here like eight months last year really what do you think about it I think it's it's really cool it's the it's got no ocean I really like oceans. I was sitting in a place called Cabarete in the Dominican Republic. I think that that could be one. Chiang Mai is just, uh, it's kind of like, you know, it's on that on nomad list as the top place for people with businesses like ours. There were a lot of people here that I wanted to meet. And so coming here has been really fun because when we were in Dominican Republic and Nicaragua and all over the US, nobody's really living this sort of a lifestyle. And so mm. here, there's a lot of people doing it. And you can go to nomad meetups and you meet a lot, a lot of people that are in really similar businesses. Mm -hmm. And so it's really fun to be around people like that. Yeah. And so Chiang Mai is cool. It's inexpensive, which makes it so it's it's really easy to live here and uh, super yeah. cheap. Super cheap, man. Food's I just really uh, food's really good. Hey, he said it. He said it. Uh, the food's really good. Uh, I just checked into my two hundred dollar a month, uh, like six thousand baht a month apartment, <laughs> uh, and I'll be here for another month. Tell me about because I'm thinking uh, later this year or next year. Uh, South America. How was Dominican Republic? I've never met, actually met anyone that's lived there. The DR is really cool. It's dangerous. Down in the DR. <laughs> dangerous. Yeah, like you know how Thailand has the most second most dangerous roads in the world? 
like highest really? mortality rate per hundred thousand. Oh yeah, the Dominican Republic's number one. <laughs> oh okay, so it's it's kind of sketchy, you know. It's like people, it's a lot of fun. It's got surf. It's got great surf. It's got pretty good diving. Okay, yeah, you can um, surf and shit. That's yeah, dope. that's a, a bit, huge perk. It's a bit more expensive, but like there's some things that are really inexpensive. We were there the whole time, and avocados were like ten cents, and then we went to the store and we noticed a huge change in their price, and they went down to like three cents each for ones that are like the size of my head this big and so we would just eat guacamole like breakfast lunch and dinner <laughs> we was we were eating cheaper there because we just really like this like you know just eat some get onions lime tomatoes and guacamole and you can just make a giant jar of it like this and you just eat that all the time you don't even have to go to restaurants and stuff so <laughs> this dude this is a fascinating story living off guacamole in the dr <laughs> But I had like a, laptop. I had a scooter, one of those uh, Honda Scoobies. Check those out. They're like 25 cc's or something. And I used to ride that because we lived on the top of a hill in like a three-bedroom house for 500 bucks a month, just us. And we would drive down the hill on this little Scooby. I would just drive down in the morning with like uh, my flip-flops on and go surfing for like three hours, and then drive back up. And then we'd work from the house for like four or five hours, and we'd go to the CrossFit gym. The ah. one in Cabarete is run by a guy named Zach and it's the coolest place to work out and it's right on the beach and Zach's like a really great guy and there's a lot of really cool people in Cabarete so it was really fun um, it's like a big place for like swimsuit models and swimsuit companies so Ooh. yeah it's a really fun place to be Cabarete. and then there's like a, a acrobatic school there too and so you can go there Oh um, shit, learn some backflips. Yeah. We were talking about that yesterday at the CrossFit. Cabarete is just, just pretty wild too, so you can do anything you want there, it's fun. Damn, okay, gotta check that out. Uh, <laughs> how is it up there? <laughs> this goes up really, this goes up really high. It's all dry, huh? Do you guys want to keep going to the top or? Yeah, check it out. I we mean, keep... we kind of went to the top. Uh, do you see any uh, way to go up? It's up the side here. It's a little sad. There was somebody <laughs> up there and he looks fully clothed and not yeah. wet. Really? Sweaty. Yeah, definitely not wet. I don't think yeah. there's going to be any wet going on. There ain't no wetness over here. But, uh, this is pretty... the first time I've seen the sky the whole time we've been here. Yeah, look at that. Dude, in my glasses it looks blue, but really it's not that blue. Dude, last year living here, like, it was, every day was the bluest of blue sky. Yeah. So I'm kind of sad about this Done. sky in Chiang Mai. Mm. Uh, v, tell us, you're, you're on the Wattcast now. So you guys, in the DR, where else did you guys live in South America? And tell us one of your favorite places in that part of the world that you guys live. Well, well, I would say we only went to the DR in Puerto Rico, right? And Nicaragua and Costa Rica. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, Those are more like islands rather than the Caribbean though. This right? is right. I'm totally, I'm a little hot, I need some water. Anyway, uh, my favorite would probably be Nicaragua. Mm. Um, we lived on a little beach there, um, Playa Madera. You like uh, Nicaragua better than Dominican? Uh, it's so tough. Everywhere I go, I love it. I know, that's what we I always find these amazing spots on the beach. Uh, yeah, super cheap, great living. Great lifestyle. Mm -hmm. We work from home. It's great. Do you surf too, by chance? Longboard. Ah. Um, most what? of my boards are at eight to nine foot. Okay, so what is the diff that just makes it easier? Or it's just yeah, easier? Okay. yeah, that's kind of like the beginner. Too scared to get on a short board. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, longboards are great for picking up on picking up any wave. 
like yeah. jumping up on any wave. Yeah. Super fun. Especially on Not as scary. Only in, it's, you're going out in five foot waves and your board weighs about nine kgs. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. Did it. Nearly died. Got taken by a set. Shortboarding. Longboarding. It, oh, longboarding. It can yeah. still be uh, dangerous. I got to get my surf game up. Uh, Super fun. Where else did you guys live in South America? Uh, nowhere in South America together. I lived or, in Chile for a while. But Chile. That's a really good spot too. You can ski and snowboard in the same day. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got to do that. I heard you can do that in Hawaii as well. Uh, maybe, but it's not going to be like Chile. It could be good in Chile, whereas in Hawaii it's just going to be did a you, stunt. If did you, you do it? Big island. No. Yeah. I went skiing there and then I went like swimming in the ocean, but never in the same day. Why did you guys uh -uh. choose... Uh, like South America, that part of the world, uh, over Asia, Southeast Asia first, was it? It was close, first, it was close. We only had six months that time yeah. to be out of the country because of my green card. So we did three months in, oh no, that was another time. It was but, well, these guys have been some places. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we did a short stint. Okay, we went to Costa Rica for your best friend's wedding. Uh -huh. And then we had a short amount of time till it was my sister's wedding in Canada. Mm. So we had like well, six months to, to play or yeah. a short, it was a bit of a shorter trip. Um, and so we didn't want to come all the way to Asia. So we did uh, Australia and then that's why we came to Asia. Did Thailand for three months before going back to the States again. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So where are you in Thailand before? You weren't here. We were, were in Australia. Beaches? In Australia, we did, and then where did you stay in Thailand? We came uh, here for a month on the beaches. Then we went down to Koh Lanta for a month. Koh Lanta, Koh Lanta for yeah. a month. We're in Phuket and Bangkok. Um, I think that's about it. Yeah. We kind of slow traveled. We took the, we went by land down to Koh Lanta, and then we flew back from Phuket to Bangkok, and then flew again. Anywhere else in Southeast here. Asia you guys have been? Just I Thailand. have. Oh yeah, we've been to Bali. We lived in Bali for a Bali. month. I've yeah. been to Bali about five times as an Aussie. That's like everyone goes there. It's like, yeah. like they're Hawaii, us exactly. Americans. Yeah. Um, it's the Costa Rica. Bali is to Australia what Costa Rica is to America. Yeah. Very ah, similar. Okay. Costa Rica um, kind of hit that up too, man. See, I'm see next year is like my South America year. Uh, There's Central America, the Caribbean, and then South America. South America is Venezuela and down. Okay. Yeah. So anywhere yeah. over there. Yeah. I'm thinking about. There's a lot of digital nomads in uh, Medellin, Colombia. Yeah. Have you guys been to Colombia? No. We're going on the nomad cruise though. Yeah. Tell us about the. Uh, hold on. Before we get into that, V, are you in the same business as him, or do you have huh? your own thing, or you're kind of doing the same freedom podcast? Yeah. You guys are working together. On it. Exactly. She drives it. She drives it. <laughs> okay. And then they told me yesterday that next week or. They're going on this digital nomad cruise. Yeah, next month. Next month. Yeah. Uh, what is that? What is that all about again? So every every year the ships have to go from the north in the Mediterranean. They need to go down to the Caribbean to avoid the winter in the north, right? Mm. And so on the way back, they take these trips from like Colombia to um, the Mediterranean, and they have mm. to. They're inexpensive because nobody wants to go on them, but they need mm. to get the boats up there. So they're like on the way back, and so. This, for people like digital nomads who have a lot of time freedom and location freedom, you can jump on the boat and go back. I mean, we get these really inexpensive 13-day cruises from Colombia to Portugal. And so we're going to get on that one. Did they yeah. just start out last year? 
<clears throat> is this the second year? You can sign up for this if you get this up soon. Like, you can go to loveaffairtravel.com slash Wait, nomad. you guys are putting this on? No, we're no. not putting it on, but oh. we've, okay. I became friends because I interviewed the guy who puts it on, and okay. he um, set up, like, a discount. So if you go to there, you can get a, a discount on it, and you should sign up right now because it you leaves in, like, a month. This guy. It leaves in, like, a month, so it's, like... Ooh. Okay. It's, it's oh, yeah. Such can... a great way. There's gonna be a lot of people that have internet businesses there. A lot of people with time freedom. How so, many? Uh, how many people? About you think? Uh, 150 to 200. Yeah. Damn. But they can handle 600, so we can have a lot more. Hey, let's load it up. It people. looks like the Titanic. It's and then you're in Portugal. Be Portugal's you a great both. place. You got yeah. surf and you've got beaches, and it's pretty inexpensive to live in Portugal. So, so. it goes from Chile to Por or uh, uh, Colombia, Colombia to Portugal. Yeah. Uh -huh. Cartagena. Cartagena. Yeah. And it stops in Saint Martin for the day. Yeah. Ah, Saint Martin. Oh, there, there was a girl. Um, Saint Martin is a, is that a country? Saint Martin. Uh, it's or, it's an, an island. island in the Netherlands. Okay, there, there was a girl yeah. uh, in CrossFit the other day. The big, huge black girl. Oh uh -huh. yeah. And she was from there. Oh cool. Saint Martin. Oh, I remember yeah. That girl. She's from CrossFit. Saint Martin. Huge strong girl. Oh my god. <laughs> huge CrossFitter girl from Saint Martin was in there. The yeah. Day. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I can get this up. I mean, it's gonna be like one take, this whole thing. This uh, beautiful podcast. Yeah. Walkcast, third one I've done. So, are you guys gonna stay in Portugal after that? And where do you guys see yourself going? Yeah. We'll go back. We'll go back to the US and we're spending the rest of the year there. We're not sure which. It's because of visa issues though. Like, Otherwise, I would you, love to You stay have in to live there. Okay, I'm going for my citizenship. Okay, so, okay. we'll be doing the rest of the year there. Yeah. Spending time in California, Nevada, maybe New York. Couple of spots. Yes. Yeah. Location independence. Somewhere in America. Isn't it? Isn't it somewhere in America? <laughs> Maybe Texas. Maybe Austin, Texas. Yeah. Check out Austin. You know that place is popping. I hear. Maybe New Orleans. Maybe Seattle. Maybe Port Portland. Yeah. Chicago. Check out Seattle. I'll be there in uh, July for a little bit. Visiting uh, Seattle. Visiting homes. Yeah. We don't live at home now. We visit our homes. Yeah. You know? Isn't it amazing? Location independence. I mean. It was a dream for me only two years ago. Yeah. Uh, and it's every day, I'm just like, I can't believe it. It's real that, it, you know, a couple months from now, I don't know where I'm going to be living. Yeah. Same with you guys. I well, mean, like, it's going to be in America. But you're like, maybe <clears throat> Seattle, maybe yeah. New York. Yeah. It's just so cool that everyone, that we well, can do it in this generation. Do you find that it's more expensive for you to live in um, Seattle or live on like travel most of the time? Uh, it's way like, more expensive more than much? Seattle, man. I spend right. way, oh. Yeah, I spend a thousand bucks a month here living in Chiang Mai, Southeast Asia. You know, I've been in Saigon the last six months, and at home yeah, I spend three, three, four thousand. Yeah. Oh, especially in Asia. Yeah. Oh, so Southeast cute. Asia. Oh, so cheap, man. Yeah. So cheap. I have a I have a video where I Snapchatted everything I ate for a month, and the price, <laughs> and the average price for a meal was like two dollars. Like it's it's so, so good. And then you're eating like the expensive places too. Like if you were on a budget, yeah. you can easily get that down to like sixty to a dollar, sixty cents to a dollar. Yeah. Oh At least yeah. Here. yeah. You, yeah. Most. I mean, you can totally get a, a bowl of soup, uh, like some pho or some rice and chicken for under a dollar. Like, yeah. It's so amazing that we're doing this. And main reason I wanna, I like doing these podcast interviews is just so people can meet us virtually, but. When I moved out to Chiang Mai, I had no online business. I just came to this conference just uh -huh. to see what people were doing. Which one? Uh, the Dropship Lifestyle Conference. It oh, was cool. October 2014. So a bunch of us are still here yeah. uh, doing it. And it took me six months just to see what people were doing, but I made it happen. So that's why I want other people. I want my friends to come do it because it's scary to take the leap. Yeah. To like, 
leave your secure job you you kind of you were kind of popping around doing these like farm jobs and shit so you were kind of always independent yeah. and me too i was like an independent sales type person but there's plenty of people who have corporate jobs and they quit just to come out here yeah take that leap of faith and make it happen yeah because yeah. all of us are making it happen how old are you guys by the way 31 31 well you yeah. guys look like you're 26 my age 24 <laughs> going on 34. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah here you guys go more digital nomads making it happen we got american and australian i would ask them hey where do you guys see yourself you know in the next year but they don't know where they're gonna be living as far as business you guys are just growing this freedom podcasting thing yeah i mean we're always playing with tons of any stuff. other and our youtube channel any other any our youtube channel yeah uh channel a bunch of pages i asked him you will probably start another podcast yeah. We'll be doing. Oh yeah, what's your podcast that people can uh, follow? My, my podcast is called Love Affair Travel. If you go to loveaffairtravel.com, you can see everything there. We've got like a forum, so if you guys have any questions, you could ask there. Love uh, Affair Love Travel. Travel. It's, it's on iTunes, you can subscribe. Wow, Love YouTube. Affair Travel, guys. So, I'm guessing it's about traveling as a couple. These guys are actually married. So, oh, I haven't said that yet. <laughs> It's but, more like uh, about adventures, like sometimes I'll talk to people who, like I've got some friends, these are South African friends who go skiing in Pakistan and they like hiked over the Andes with nothing but like a backpack and... Whew. There's so, a bunch of uh, people who mm. have traveled the world with, traveled to every single country in the world, like three yeah. of you. Guys? Wow, you get to yeah. those people. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm going to interview yeah. those people because yeah. that's interesting as fuck. You'll yeah. love all It's the adventures people. too. So it's, and then sometimes it's just business guys who like are good at making money while they travel. So wow. it's like a cool balance there. And then house sitting, house sitting is a great opportunity to open it up because you can get like two or three months at a place watching somebody's house and so no accommodation expenses. I mean, if you're starting a business, that's a great way. House to party! Yeah, <laughs> you just have to take care of dogs, it's great. Wow, yeah. see there are so many options uh, traveling and working remotely. I just don't want anyone to come up with any more excuses, guys. No more excuses, okay? Go to loveaffairtravel.com and listen to their podcast. Subscribe to uh, these guys' YouTube channel, uh, Ian Robinson and um, Veronica. Yeah, and Veronica. Well, actually, Robinson. Ian Robinson is, Ian Robinson is the channel. channel. We got Veronica <laughs> Robinson as well. And uh, it's hot. Let's go do an extremely hard workout. All right. Yeah. Goodbye, guys. Thank you for listening. Bye -bye. See ya. <laughs>